everybody to another episode of A Song Full of Stories. Today um, I'm here with Cassandra. We met each other during my master or our master in Milan last year. And now maybe today it's getting a bit complicated because I don't know about which country we should talk because she's um, from Mexico and Sweden. Cassandra, introduce yourself, please. Hello, my name is Cassandra Matalainen. And I'm from Mexico and Sweden. The long version is that I was actually born in Panama. Then when I was two or three, my family moved to Mexico. From Mexico, before I turned five, we moved to Germany and I was there for five years. I then moved to Spain for another seven years and graduated from high school there. And then I went to college in Atlanta And I was there for almost four years, although I did go abroad to Hong Kong for like half a year. After I graduated from college, I then went to study a master's in Milan. And then I kind of broke my leg and I'm back in Mexico. Wow, this sounds super complicated, to be honest. <laughs> But now you have the double citizenship of Mexico and Sweden, or you also have the Panamanian one? So I have a Panamanian passport. Well, no, actually, I don't. So the Panamanian passport I had when I was born is actually expired. If I want to renew it, I think I have to live in Panama to do that. And I only actually have two passports, the Mexican and the Swedish one. And I think I only got the Mexican one when I was like one years old. That's mostly because at the time, I think there was a law or something that me that in Mexico, you couldn't have double citizenship, and then it changed, so that's why I ended up getting the Mexican passport later. Okay, but now, just to make everything clear, you're living right now in Mexico. <laughs> yes, I'm back in Mexico now. Where are you exactly? I currently live in Mexico City. In the main capital, the crazy city. Yep, Mexico City, the crazy city. The big one, the big one. Tell us something about Mexico, because honestly, I was there like eight years ago. I just went to the beach, um, like surfing, like a very small town in Puerto Escudito. And yeah, I think just tell whatever comes um, in your mind about uh, Mexico. Something about Mexico City. So Mexico City has a lot of silver If you want to buy it, you can actually get it for really cheap over here. That's because Mexico is one of the biggest producers, and I think they're one of the biggest exporters of silver in the world. We also have many pyramids from different indigenous groups. The, more, the most famous one is like the pyramid outside of Mexico City, which is the Sun and Moon Pyramids in Teotihuacan. And we also have one of the seven wonders in the world, which is the Chichen Itza Pyramids by the Mayans. Oh, true. Can you tell a bit more about the Mayans? So the Mayans, there are, like I said, in Mexico, there are many indigenous groups. The, I would say the most known to foreigners are the Mayans and the Aztecs. And there are still living Mayans in, currently in Mexico. I remember once when I was smaller, I don't remember where we were, but we were visiting some pyramids and our tour guide happened to be Mayan. And like many indigenous groups, they all have their specific art and their customs. And the, also like the, the Mayan temples and the Aztec temples look different. There's a lot of history in Mexico, no? 
And talking about um, religion, um, it's super Catholic, no? Or am I wrong? And Mexico City is a big country with a lot of history and a lot of ruins, so there's a lot to see. Really depends on what you're interested in. And yeah, we're very Catholic. That's mostly because on the time when Spain came and like invaded us, or well, invaded all of Latin America, they brought all the monks to teach us Spanish. And because of that, it is actually recognized that I think it was Mexico and Colombia had the most cultured or correct Spanish. Again, that's mostly because they sent all the monks here to teach us Spanish. Um, and also because of that, and because the language has evolved, there's a lot of words that um, that they take from like the original language. And there's like a lot of words that are different. For example, for the word for straw in Mexico, I would use popote, but like someone from another country would not know what popote is. They might use instead paja. Okay, so the dialect or the language variates a bit from country to country. If we talk about the beaches in Mexico, can you recommend something? Beach-wise? <laughs> Beach-wise, uh, mostly people outside know Cancun, but that's really where all the foreigners go. So it's very touristy, not necessarily super 100% Mexican. I can imagine. Acapulco is where most of the Mexicans go, but it's very dangerous. Yeah. A few years back, it was named one of the most dangerous, around the most dangerous cities in the world. Um, if you do go, just stay in the touristy areas. Don't really go out. Because, again, I said I haven't been back in a few years, so I don't know how safe it is. Okay. Um, we also have good beaches in other parts of Mexico. I just don't necessarily know where they are. If you talk about Acapulco and the crime rate, how is it um, the rest of Mexico? It's, it's super dangerous or it depends? So crime. Like any other city, Mexico City is very big, probably bigger than other cities. And so crime is higher. But then again, we have more people. So you can't really compare it to a place like Germany where you have a smaller population in a city than Mexico City. Sure. Um. Mexico is relatively safe, but it's not the safest. If you go to touristy areas, it should be okay. But we also have problems in, like, taking public transportation. It's not necessarily safe. You can take a taxi, but then it also might not be safe because there have been cases where people have been kidnapped. Um, also, we have a problem with the police in Mexico where they can be corrupt, so you never know if they're the corrupt ones or not. And we also have problems with in like recent months was fake patrols where they will just stop people outside of the metro and then they will either rob them or kidnap them so if you go just be really careful if you're in the city don't take anything expensive like don't wear expensive watches or expensive jewelry that's just literally asking to be robbed yeah. um be very alert and careful with where you're going don't show off And more so if you're obviously a foreigner and you don't speak Spanish, that just makes you more of a target because if you're a foreigner, it's kind of assumed that you have money compared to Mexicans, so you're more likely to be robbed, I guess. Nothing should happen if you're careful, but again, like I said, Mexico City is a very big city and things happen. So how is it for you when you go out during the day or in the evening? Um, you need to be very careful or it's fine for you? Um, the streets during the day. During the day, it's fine. Like, I feel safe. Once it's dark, it's a bit sketchy because it's not necessarily the safest. 
also I have the problem where since I grew up outside, I don't necessarily know the safest areas in the city. And I know that like in most cities, the unsafe areas could be like literally one street away from the tourist areas. So because I don't know that, I don't feel like safe going in Mexico City when it's dark. Okay, but then you say like, okay, you don't know um, this area. How big is Mexico City or um, even like Mexico, the country in general? The population of Mexico City is around 8.855 million people. And the population of just Mexico in general is 129.2 million in 2017. <laughs> okay, great. So I'm learn the numbers here. Continue. Mexico is very big mostly because it didn't really expand upwards. It expanded outwards. So it covers a very big area. Um, to cross the city, if you take the Segundo Piso, we have like two levels in the city for highway. And basically, like the Segundo level to go on that one, you have to pay. And it's quicker than going on the normal level. There's less traffic. So if you want to cross from the north to south and there's like no traffic, it can take you about two hours just to cross the whole city. Okay, it takes a while. And maybe it's with okay traffic or no traffic. How can we imagine the infrastructure for Mexico City? It's uh, There are skyscrapers, no? Um, Mexico City, we do have skyscrapers, but it's not like Frankfurt where it's like everywhere. Um, although we do have skyscrapers, they might not necessarily be as tall as Germany or as many in as concentrated an area. There's actually a legend where um, they say of how Mexico City was decided to be built here by the Aztecs. So basically, while they were the Aztecs were walking around and deciding where to settle down, they happened to see an eagle fly down and eating on a cactus in the middle of a of a lake, basically. And so that was why they decided to build Mexico City where it is. And that's also why we have an eagle eating a snake on top of a cactus on our flag. So basically, Mexico City is on top of that dried up lake. And so because of that, it causes whenever there's an earthquake, you will feel it stronger here than if you were in another city. Because as it vibrates, because it's basically hollow beneath, it just makes the vibration so much stronger true you also have a lot of earthquakes in mexico i mean you've been living abroad for many years but um uh, you were in some earthquakes when it happened um in mexico or you were lucky that you never experienced that so i have been in okay i have been a, in theory in a few earthquakes but i only actually felt one of them That one happened in September of just before I went to college. So 2017 it was. And what was ironic about that one is that it happened the same day. Okay, in the morning they had a simulation. That was because on that day, some 30 years back, there was a really strong earthquake. And it was kind of ironic because they had the simulation in the morning and say three hours later we had the actual earthquake. I think it was like point to magnitude it was quite strong and that was the first time I felt it personally I was actually in the car about to arrive to a restaurant and I stayed in the car but it literally felt like you're rocking on a boat with waves it was very interesting I don't know this is something it's super super weird for me to imagine like I've never been in that situation but even I don't know if this would happen I would feel like I don't know the day after tomorrow starts or something it's super super weird 
Another question I also wanted to ask you. I mean, you've lived in uh, the States for some years for the university. How is it right now for you? Um, I mean, first of all, is it hard for you to go to the States because of the visa and Trump? And how do you feel about the whole situation that is going on right now? I'm not sure. Visas are probably harder to get now because of Trump. But I've never really had this issue because when I go, I enter as a Swedish person. Um, the Mexican passport, I only really use to enter and exit Mexico. I use the Swedish one for every other country, mostly because I don't need as many, uh, visas. I don't need a visa in most countries to go in. I can usually, if I go for less than 15 days or a month, depending on the country, I can literally just enter and not, not have to get a visa. So the time I lived in the U.S., I lived in the U.S. for about three and a half years. That's because I was about half a year in Hong Kong. Um, the States has many issues, not just Latin people. They have issues against people of color, a lot of stupid stuff, really. Not everyone. Some people do, some people don't. And it's weird because the only real Native Americans, I would say, are, like, the Native Americans. Because everyone else is settlers. Like, that's why you hear, like, so many people are like, oh, yeah, I'm American, but I'm descended from German or Italian or Irish. So if they want all the, like, true Americans to stay, then technically they're not true Americans because they settled there. So I don't see what their issue is with everyone else who's also coming into the country. Yeah, the whole situation, I guess, it's super absurd right now. We're in general, of course. Um, while talking about um, Mexico, one thing I always have in mind, because that was, like, the present, the gifts that I brought from Mexico were, like, mezcal and tequila. What is about that culture? Um, tequila and mezcal, they're both Mexican. I would say it depends on the person which one you like. Depends on your preference. It's the same as, like, vodka and whiskey. You might like vodka... Vo uh. You might like vodka and I might like whiskey more. It's really just personal preference. If you think about your country, what is the most amazing thing for you? Uh, what do I like the most about Mexico? Probably the food. I don't really have a favorite, but I like a lot of food from there. Um, the curious thing about Mexican dishes is that I didn't realize this until I watched a comedy show on Netflix by a Mexican comedian. And it was that if you're explaining some of our dishes to foreigners... Uh, they have the same ingredients. For example, sopes, tortilla, and frijolada. These three dishes, they all use tortilla, beans, some chicken, and cheese, and maybe some sauce. It's the same, but like cooked differently and served differently. Okay. By the way, I can hear your dogs in the back. <laughs> um, but okay, a lot of salty stuff, of course, but um, are there also some typical sweet things like sweet desserts or whatever? So sweet from Mexico. Uh, you can get a lot of sweets from the market, but I'm not really sure what they're called. Like I said, I'm a weird mix. I grew up outside, so I don't necessarily know the name of all of these sweets. <laughs> True, I totally forgot. Maybe it's wrong to talk here today about Mexico. <laughs> If you think about, um, about the years, how many years did you live in the different countries? The, long, the place I've lived in the most is Spain. And the countries I've lived in are basically Panama, but I don't really have memories. Mexico, Germany. What's after Germany? US, Hong Kong, Milan, and now I'm back here. 
So yeah. Can you compare in a way all those countries, or um, if you could choose now, which um, country is like your favorite one, or which is the place where you would like to live in? Um, you can't really compare them because, like Panama, I only have memories from like recent holidays there. I don't have memories from when I was a child. Mexico was before I was five, and then I just went during holidays, so I not so I can't really compare it. And then. Germany was when I was a child, Spain was when I was a teenager, and Hong Kong, US, and Milan were where I was an adult, so it's different times in my life, so you can't really compare them. Um, but one place I would like to go to again is Hong Kong, I just loved it there, like, I really did. Oh yes, really, but isn't it super, super expensive? Yeah, the living was expensive mostly because of the housing, it has one of the most expensive housing in the world. And usually, like, for a very high price, you get very small apartments because they don't have much space. Food-wise, when I went, it was actually cheaper if you compare it to Europe. I think it was, like, one euro to, like, ten Hong Kong when I went. So it was quite good. And obviously, I didn't go to, like, the very expensive areas, but everywhere I ate was pretty good. Okay, so I kind of would assume that now I just moved to Hong Kong and we can do another podcast about Hong Kong. I think that's the easiest thing now. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time and I hope to hear you soon. Ciao, ciao.